Oh no. <laughs> okay, I read that wrong. The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow. 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 There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gons as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Crime News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is July, uh, August 7th, 2020. This is episode 229. And today, blackout before breakout. I'm not your echo chamber, but I am your best buddy, Basil. And we are back in action, Gons. And this is Gons, and we definitely had a blackout before we can break out and try this again. <laughs> so... Title yes, title blackouts all over the place. Yeah, it's um, I don't know what's happening to the computer. It's maybe it's getting too old. It, it is you almost know, ten it, years that, old. It is an old computer. <laughs> yeah, it's about eight <laughs> it might years be old. Time so, for an upgrade. Yeah. Well, luckily we've got some great producers that might pitch in and help pay for uh, such an upgrade that will uh, avoid these catastrophes in the future. It's been a, it's been a tough week. Pretty much every episode this week has had some sort of interruption, um, and today is no exception. But we've we canceled the first stream, and now we're back. And uh, you know, we'll just keep praying that we hang in there. We're just going to keep pushing forward. Um, any updates besides the obvious guns since the uh, last episode? Uh, yeah, I got one. Although I'm trying to check to see if we got anybody from Twitch because it says that Twitch isn't even connected yet. So hopefully there are uh, oh, people no. from Twitch. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Let's see here. Yeah, I'm not seeing anybody in here. I, I think I saw one. Okay, there's a comment in here. So maybe there's. Yeah, okay. Right. I just refreshed. We're we're live. We're live on Twitch. We're live all over the place. Now it's just a matter of people coming back, be, coming back to the flock, to the fold. Yeah. Um, but, you know, some buffering issues. There's some uh, conspiracy theories out there that it might just be a, a service issue or an internet-wide issue or some uh, Russian hacking guns <laughs> that got you. It's possible. Uh, I do wanted to mention that uh my the face like the sun channel is backed up on library.tv now lbry.tv slash at face like the sun and so with the sun, mm. it, other than bit shoot it's another uh possible location to you know preserve some of the things going on with um all the stuff we publish and uh so there you go library.tv slash okay. at face like the sun so that that's really the big Big only thing I wanted to share before we get started. Last time, I guess no one heard it because my microphone was apparently not working. Something was wrong. Yeah. yeah. And that's lbry.tv slash at face like the sun. Yes, is that what it that's is? correct. Okay. There you go. Yeah. There's a good place to get all the, the archives. Um, okay. Well, sounds good. Let's uh, jump right into it because we got a flippy update. Sleepy update. Do you want fries with that? 
Okay, for those who don't know, Flippy is our colloquial name for the disembodied robot arms that are taking over our jobs and enslaving our children and flirting with our spouses. And usually we talk about how, uh, you know, robots are are taking all of the human uh, jobs away, going to turn us all into a Star Trek utopian society. But today, you know, Gans, it's not just manual labor getting taken over by the robots, but it's also... Uh, poetry, creativity, the AI's coming for you. This is an article from businessinsider.com titled, Your Tweets Are a Blight. Elon Musk got roasted in a poem written by the AI created by a company he helped found. And it goes like this. Tesla CEO Elon Musk's notorious Twitter presence was the inspiration for an AI-generated poem written using the software from OpenAI the company Musk himself helped found. According to The Economist, the San Francisco-based OpenAI supplied certain people, like artist Aram Sabidi, with with an earthquake early version of the GPT-3 language in mid-July to test its capabilities. Sabeti used the algorithm to generate the poem entitled Elon Musk by Dr. Seuss, which you can read here. And I'm going to go to the full poem. Let's see how long it is. Oh, it's really long, so I'm not going to read <laughs> the whole thing. I'll read the little snippet they had here. The SEC said, Musk, your tweets are a blight. They really could cost you your job. If you don't stop all this tweeting at night. Then Musk cried, Why? The tweets I wrote are not mean. I don't use all caps and I'm sure my tweets are clean. But your tweets can move markets and that's why we're sore. You may be a genius and a billionaire, but that doesn't give you the right to be a bore. Sabeti's poem is published in full here. That's right. The AI-generated poem references Musk's oftentimes incendiary comments posted on Twitter, etc., etc., but the, the long and short of it is, Gons, it's not just nurses and burger flippers and uh, janitors and uh, manufacturing jobs all going to the robots. But the poets, the poets must watch out. Creativity is not just for human beings anymore, Gons. That's good. We're going to have uh, Elon's Neuralink stuff come out this month. So I'm sure one of the first things he will do is battle this uh, whatever AI robot in the virtual space and, and to have like a, uh, a ra- what are they called when you, <laughs> I totally forget what they're called when you rap against each other, a battle and, you know, see who's a rap battle, yeah, see who's better, you know, Elon's. Yeah. Elon Muskrat, you smell so bad in the chat says, seriously, you're bringing me into this. <laughs> yes, Elon. Thank you for watching the show live. But, uh, you know, the, the robots have something to say about you, buddy. Yeah. And uh, I love the picture they chose for Elon, too, in this article. Just, you know, totally insane looking. But anyway, is that all? Is, is that all for the Slippy update? <laughs> That's it. That's it. There's more to the article, but, you know, it's just jibber jabber. And we've got a lot of stories to get through. So I say let's right, go let's for go it. Here. We got a bunch of updates and uh, some things to, to catch up on. First off. Harry legs Joe Biden. This is Breitbart.com. Joe Biden, quote, unlike the African-American community, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community. 
Oy, no, no. Here he goes, putting his foot in his mouth again. Want to play this whole clip here? Yeah, I and think the, the clip way, says I, it all. Oh, okay, hold on. Here we go. I put that program together to provide... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Are, are you going to re-engage with Cuba, though? I mean, I'm, I'm specifically wondering about, you know, the Florida yes. communities that are, in, in, you know, yes. incredibly interested in, in the Cuba issue um, and see yes. uh, status given to Venezuelans while Cubans are being deported. The answer so are, is will you yes, engage I'm with going Cuba? to engage. Yes. <laughs> yes. And by the Man. way, what you all know, but most people don't know, Unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, Ooh. the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community uh-huh. with incredibly different mm. attitudes about different things. Ooh. You go to Florida, you find a very different attitude about immigration in certain places than you do when you're, when you're in Arizona. So it's a very different, a very diverse community. Whoa. There he goes again, Joe Biden making bold statements about his uh, deep knowledge of the African-American community. And in his own words, unlike the African-American community, the Latino community is diverse. OK, Joe, I think you're uh, I think you've said quite enough. I, th- I think <laughs> we're going to cancel jo- uh, cancel Joe Biden. Cancel culture. But, you know, there's a lot of theories <laughs> I mean, about it's, who's that he's not going to uh-huh. even make it to the election, that somebody else is going to take his place. And it's going to it's going to be one of those issues that's going to rile up the whole left Democrat crowd. And, you know, they're going to come out in droves to vote Trump out because whoever replaces Biden is going to you know get a, get everyone in a tizzy. So I guess we got to keep an eye out for yeah. that. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I would not, you know, there's we still got time for an October surprise. And uh, yeah, you know, Biden just continues to reveal some deep seated issues with the Democrat Party's perception of the black community that a lot of people in the black community are starting to realize. And and, you know, even calling it a black community, you know, has some sort of. Uh, impression of homogeny as if they're incapable <laughs> of holding their own opinions outside of, you know, Democrat ideas. And there's huge movements against that. But, you know, th- there you go. Biden running his mouth. Cody's again. Twitch account in on the Twitch chat said that he's like Bush Jr. And I would argue Bush Jr. was a little bit more agile. You know, Joe's Joe's <laughs> slightly, only, only slightly. slightly, although that, you know, remember that shoe that was thrown at J- Bush Jr. He did a pretty good job ducking. I, I highly doubt Joe would duck. That thing would just hit him right in the face. <laughs> but uh, yeah, got to keep an eye on. Well, there's Joe. only one way to find <laughs> out. <laughs> You're going to throw a shoe at, at Joe Biden in his basement. I won't, but I'm sure somebody yeah. will. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's, he's in his protected bunker. Yeah, well, we'll get to some Trump uh, ISOs in a little bit here. But in the meantime, you know, there's all this talk about masks. And uh, we've talked about how the whole Rona thing was just a setup for something else. And it very much uh, Mm -hmm. could be with this headline. If you're working alone, wear a mask. The mask's not for you. It's to protect the people you care about. This is chicagotribune.com. CDC warns coronavirus measures could disrupt detection of rare, paralyzing polio-like disease in children. Be afraid, Basil. Be very, very afraid. Whoa. Health experts once thought 2020 might be the worst year yet for a rare, paralyzing disease that has been hitting U.S. children for the past decade. 
but they now say the coronavirus pandemic could disrupt the pattern for the mysterious illness, which spike every other year starting in late summer. Every other year. Why every other year? It's kind of weird. Scientists say it's possible that mask wearing, uh, school closures, and other measures designed to stop the spread of coronavirus may also hamper spread of the virus suspected of causing the paralyzing disease. Dr. David Kimberlin, a researcher at the University of Alabama at Birmingham, called it the million-dollar question. We just simply don't know right now, as every researcher tends to say. Uh, But yeah, this whole thing, this polio-like disease in children that paralyzes them, I don't know. And this idea that, oh, if you wear a mask and we keep things shut down, we can lower the possibility of people getting this paralyzed are children children getting this paralyzing disease interesting how you know the whole coronavirus thing was not as effective on children and i actually think there's mm-hmm. the death rate of children under 14 is very very low and uh, so now yeah. you got to have you know something to feed the children must fear you know so there you go we got that <laughs> right there's right. uh we got another story that uh, we can bring it up now if you want uh about kids being triggered um, being out in nature. Uh, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll jump into that. Yeah, this is from the dailymail.co.uk. Yeah, and this is a... Well, what is it? I was waiting for those I jingles. I know, I'm trying to find it. Jingles? I'm trying to find the jingle for it. Well, well, it is a psyop. You're blinding us with psyop. So, there's that. What was the other one it was? I don't remember. Go ahead. Um, I'm not sure. The headline is some children find spending time in nature distressing because it can trigger feelings of anxiety and despair linked to climate change. Yuck. While most children benefit from having time outdoors, some youngsters it is triggering or for some youngsters, it is triggering feelings of anxiety and despair due to fears over climate change. These troubling emotions and their link to climate change have been studied by University of Columbia researchers for the British Ecological Society. In the first of its kind study to focus on children and teenagers connecting with nature, the team conducted a full review of other studies, articles, and books. Children and teenagers were triggered by the natural world and their inability to control what was happening to the unraveling biosphere, the team said. The authors found that measures currently used to connect children to the natural world can help others cope with feelings of fear linked to climate change. Within the past generation, children's lives have largely moved indoors with the loss of free-ranging exploration of the natural world, the team said. Quote, in response, many conservation organizations advocate connecting children with nature, and there has been rising interest in measuring young people's connectedness with nature, authors wrote. The review found that connecting with nature has many positive benefits for the well-being of a young person, including improving health and happiness. However, it wasn't universally positive. According to study author Dr. Luis Chala, uh, who said connecting with nature was a complex experience for many teenagers, many children know they are inheriting a changing world that is likely to get worse, and this leads them to feelings of anxiety and despair, said Chala. 
That doesn't mean it was all bad news. The team say that despite the strong emotions, there are significant benefits from being outdoors more often. Quote, there is strong evidence that children are happier, healthier, function better, know more about the environment, and are more likely to take action to protect the natural world when they spend time in nature, Chala said. Several studies found that children's connections with nature increased with time spent in natural environments. This new study, which involved multiple pieces of literature, found time spent in the great outdoors was a predictor for active care for nature and adulthood. These findings support strategies and policies that ensure that young people have access to wild areas, parks, gardens, green neighborhoods, and naturalized grounds at schools, the team said. For those who are triggered when out in nature by the feeling of despair, they can't fix climate change. That despair reduces the chance they'll take any action. The review found an overlap in the strategies used to increase children's feelings of connection with nature and supporting them with the feelings of despair. Professor Chala said these strategies include helping young people learn uh, what they can do to protect the natural world. This is working both as individuals and working collectively with others, she said. The research covered in the review found that young people are more likely to believe a better world is possible when friends, family, and teachers listen sympathetically to their fears and give them a safe space to share their emotions. Chala said that one of the most surprising findings from the review was the complete disconnect between researchers studying the benefits of childhood connection to nature and those studying responses to environmental threats. She added, quote, people who study children's connection with nature and those who study their coping with environmental risk have uh, and loss have been pursuing separate directions without referencing or engaging with each other. Quote, I am arguing that researchers on both sides need to be paying attention to each other's work and learning from each other. The findings have been published in the journal People and Nature. And I thought this was interesting, Gons, because regardless of the the heavy weight of, um, you know, the, the science and the social engineering and everything to make these children, uh, you know, care about the earth more. It turns out that now when they go out in nature, they're just too stressed out, too stressed out with the possibility of it uh, being destroyed, with which then leads to them to be less active in protecting it. So it's uh, two things, either a big backfire from the climate change, uh, either alarmism or, um, you know, uh, fear mongering, the, the ubiquity of, uh, of uh, worrying about the fate of the earth has just caused them to be so uncomfortable being in nature that uh, science shows they're probably going to do less to protect it. And I don't know if this is was the plan or not the plan or how this worked out, but uh, either way, nature is stressful, Guns. I think uh, a couple things. One, their, their plan is working. I'll keep you warm and safe in my people's zoo. They want machines ah, to yes. keep them in the people's zoo and keep them safe. Uh, but also, you know, scripturally speaking, I, I saw somebody in the chat mention it, but Second uh, Timothy 1.7, famous passage, for God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And if you're a kid and you're walking out, the amount of fear that's been pushed about climate change, we have to save the environment, it's all going to be destroyed, all this kind of stuff, that fear, 
you know, anytime anybody pushes fear is not good, but that, that fear is specifically being a big lie that of course we have to take care of the earth. I'm not saying we shouldn't, you know, we're responsible for mm -hmm. our environment and we have to be good stewards of our environment. But, uh, this whole idea of it's all going to hell in a handbasket and there's nothing we can do. And especially because politicians and we're all, you know, we're all done that, uh, is is a form of mind control that i think i don't know if it's a backfire i think it's more of uh just children believing the lie and being afraid and i mean you know it's, it's so misleading and and the picture they have here of this little kid crying and and i don't know he's in a little naturey outside uh and he's crying for sure this okay this is a shutterstock image so it's not even you know, I'm I'm guaranteeing the shot wasn't taken as a uh, example from the the you know the authors of the article or the research that says like oh look see we put this child out in nature and he started crying, but it's mm -hmm. it's just the whole thing seems to be a uh, a big lie, big deception to get kids to <laughs> big lie. Well, you know what? It uh, the interesting connections that come to mind is. Uh, with what was formerly known as Agenda 21 or 2021, uh, which then evolved into Agenda 2030 and then well, Agenda it was, 2045. It was, Agenda 20, where, it was Agenda 21 for the 21st century. And then it was 2030 for mm, their target dates and stuff. But yeah, yeah. Okay. So, you know, for those who are uh, unaware of this, you know, as sort of a global report, a global agenda, um, for ways to sustainably keep human beings within uh, new fancy types of civilizations that are very uh, insular and there's no reason to go out and spread, you know, the virus of humanity across the across the land, the land masses of the earth, um, but instead to uh, uh, concentrate populations into more controllable uh, you know, city centers that are you know, all fancy and, and sustainable, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, part of the agenda was to keep uh, human beings in general from spreading too far and wide on the landmass. And, you know, making a big deal about how the earth is dying and giving kids, you know, anxiety attacks when they leave city limits is a good way, uh, you know, a good social engineering tactic uh, to make sure that people don't get don't get uh, too wandery. Don't have wandering eyes to go wonder what's going out in nature and actually gain some of the health and psychological benefits that that can bring. Yeah. You know, it's kind of reminds me of uh, brave new world at the beginning. Uh, the, the, uh, uh, Aldous Huxley version of the dystopian future where they would put uh, during the, the programming phase of infants, uh, they would, put them in these rooms and there would be like a rose or other pieces of nature. But when the child approaches the piece of nature, they would shock the child through an electrified flooring. And uh, this is 
pretty similar. I mean, it's having a similar effect. You know, in, in Brave New World, the, the children were programmed to fear nature. So they would stay, you know, obediently in the uh, the city centers of that dystopia. And it seems we're having a similar outcome now as well, which is, uh, you know, just another well, another uh, check box on the list of uh, the predicted dystopian futures. Well, you bring up the UN 2030 sustainable development agenda and you bring up brave mm-hmm. new world, Julian or uh, Aldous Huxley, his brother, Julian Huxley was the mm-hmm. first director of UNESCO, which is the United Nations uh, education and uh, science uh, organization that's a- attached to the UN. And of course, part of the UN sustainable development agenda, one of their goals, goal number 15 Protect, restore, and promote sustainable use of terrestrial ecosystems, sustainably manage forests, combat desertification, and halt the reverse land degradation and halt biodiversity loss. So uh, it's interesting that they want, yes, they want people in the control, but they also want to control nature, you know, the way they, the way they would want to preserve the ecosystems and you know, we only want you out in nature under uh, our provision, under our conditions. It's a very different, you know, it's a different thing than like, oh, just go out into nature because, hey, you might run into a, a mountain lion or something. Nature's, nature's dangerous and scary, but, you know, if you go right. out with our agenda, then it will be good for you. This is a very uh, Hegelian dialectic <laughs> type of thing going on. Sure. Yeah. No. And very interesting. So there you go. Don't put. Don't let your kids out in nature. It's very stressful. <laughs> Apparently, it's stressing out your safe kids. Space. Yeah. I need my safe circle. I need that robot to draw a circle, <laughs> so I, I stay free of the That's Ronas. Right. Um. Okay. So uh, I wanted to quickly run through a couple things here. First off, just uh, just some prayers going out to anybody who was uh, has family related to the 17 people that have died in the Air India plane skids crash. And just mm-hmm. saw this come in this morning and um, always interesting when airplanes, uh, I guess it was like an emergency landing type of situation and uh, some people died. So that's not good. But uh, was it just, uh, you know, obviously we always question things. Was it just a bad, you know, technology thing or was somebody on board that, you know, the, the higher ups wanted gone? It's always an interesting question. But yeah, just just to mention it, there's not much to say on it. Other than, uh, you know, keep people in your prayers over there in India. Uh, and then yeah. the, the other thing I wanted to mention was, uh, I'm, sure, uh, I'm sure you saw it, Basil. We got emails about it. Uh, the Beirut explosion. Oh, the guy who I was going to quote locked his account. So we can't see the footage <laughs> that I had ready, which was, uh, do you still, can you still get there, Basil, with the... Uh, let me give it a try here. Do, do, do. No, he locked his account. Interesting. Uh, I am also not allowed into his account. Um, well, you want to take a second and search out that video? I know it exists in other places. Yeah, let me see if I can I find can it. I can stall a little bit here for you. I do want to thank some of the people who came into the chat. I saw that it is uh, some, peeper, some peepers. Uh, first time here, first time live. It was a rough day for your first day, but uh, good job uh, hanging in there. And just a little note, uh, I'm getting some messages for from the Twitch people 
that today the stream is coming across much smoother over at twitch.tv slash canary cry radio than it is over on youtube so if it's not working for you on youtube uh, head over to the twitch account twitch.tv slash canary cry radio and i think it'll come through a little bit better and also remember um you know you can catch all past live streams uh, both on the youtube channel but also to remember uh to follow the rss feed that's the regular podcast version um the audio is significantly better uh most of the uh the streaming glitches and things like that are edited out and you get a nice crisp clean native recording of my voice instead of the the skype feed that comes in over the uh, the streaming thing there. So remember to subscribe to Canary Cry News Talk on whatever uh, podcast catcher you use, Apple Podcasts being uh, the, the sort of the main one people use. But also, uh, we just got a little notice here that uh, Amazon will now be streaming the podcast. I, I guess there's an Amazon Music or something. So if you're an Amazon Music person, uh, Canary Cry News Talk and Canary Cry Radio are coming to your streaming service of uh, of preference there. So that's fun. You know, there's just keeps they keep popping out new uh, podcast platforms. And of course, the biggest companies in the world are the last uh, companies to provide podcasts. And that's because monetizing podcasts is not an easy thing to do. It was originally RSS feeds. They were uh, they were the the freelance pirate media of the people. A lot of people don't remember this, but back when we started, you know, most podcasts they were independent. There was very little advertising. No big companies starting podcasts because it was popular and you could make money on it. Uh, you know, it was kind of the pirate radio of the earlier 2000s but now of course as we know podcasts are are all the rage and so you've got big celebrities you know starting podcasts and all this sort of stuff everybody's trying to make money off podcasting now but it doesn't quite work how they think but you know people love it so the amazon is going to be providing it for you for anybody out there who uses amazon music how you doing over there guns uh, I found okay. kind of an article that sort of goes over a little bit of it, but uh, basically we got a lot of people messaging us about how there was, you know, footage of a missile coming in, hitting the, the, you know, the, the location where the explosion took place in Beirut. And um, the, mm-hmm. the Twitter account that was, that went private right before we decided to show it uh, had a video, a side-by-side mm-hmm. comparison of uh, they're both the negatives of the footage, but one that showed yeah. clearly a missile coming in and one that did not. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the question here, you know, this, this article in particular that I have uh, is saying, you know, it's debunking the claims that it was a missile. Uh, but the question is right. what came first? What was published first? Was the edited version published first or was, uh, did somebody edit in a missile? And I think it's one of those issues where we're just not going to know because even, even if it's even the first footage that came out with, you know, whatever came out that could have been manipulated already. So we just have no idea 
at this point in time, which puts us in well, this. And another thing that was very suspicious about this is um, for those who have experience in video and photography and things like oh, that, we just dropped that is, completely on it, it is claimed. It is claimed that these uh, these alternate videos that are in negative, they all say this is thermal imaging. Yeah, no, it's they not. call it thermal imaging, and it's very obviously not thermal Im- imaging. And so there's a lie right off the bat claiming that this is thermal imaging when it's not. It's it's what's called a negative, you know. And it's you know if you uh, you know took pictures with cameras back when film was a thing, that's what you get on the film it's a negative and then uh, when you actually develop the picture you get the true colors and so yeah first of all this whole missile no missile uh, thing there's no missile on the actual footage but for some reason they take the image they put it into a negative which is not thermal imaging they claim it's thermal imaging and then obviously a missile has been edited in so uh i think that this missile thing is disinformation um i know it's it's uh it's exciting and it's you know it's a nice to have a conspiracy that there was a missile involved uh, i do not believe that there was a missile involved here uh, just because there are lies blatant lies on the face of uh this quote unquote thermal imaging yeah. uh of a missile coming well, in well the thermal imaging thing for sure is uh, just nonsense anybody with a video editing software can tell you that or show you how to make a negative of any kind of footage yeah, we, we we could make a negative of this podcast and call it thermal imaging <laughs> of this live stream, uh, of course, of which there is none. But at the same time, again, uh, based on the this, the fact that we're everything we see is through video and other people's video, mm-hmm. it's just so hard to know exactly what's going on here with the reality of the situation and. Uh, that's mm-hmm. all I'm, uh, I'm going to say. I'm not going to come to any conclusions and say that I know for sure that, it, that there was a missile involved or not. The footage of people claiming it's, it's a missile, I think some of it is obviously faked. Uh, it's pretty clear on, yeah. on a couple of occasions that it, they're for, like, there's one that is being shown here on this article that has like a cartoon rocket or something, and it goes past the location. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's just no way that that, uh, if it was a real missile it would not behave the way it did in the footage um but you know again we took the opportunity in the last episode to talk about uh directed energy weapons and uh i also decided to publish a chapter from the book that never published uh cosmic endgame secret civilizations space weapons and the antichrist war machines and uh of course you know i wrote this back in 2013 2014 before the flat earth thing, so, you know, before all you flat earthers tell me how there's no outer space, <laughs> uh, it was before all that happened. So, you know, just keeping that in mind. But in it, I just published the chapter called Project Thor, the Rod of God. And uh, right. this is technology that they've been working on, allegedly, for a long time. And it's a, a kinetic energy weapon. And it's uh, the, the same theme that that reoccurred during the or that brought we brought up during the directed energy weapons thing. It's the same thing. Uh, they can do it without being detected from satellites or from mm-hmm. uh, you know objects that are pretty high up that pe- normal people won't be able to detect. 
And these kinetic bombardment weapons don't come just straight down. They, they come in a trajectory. So, uh, and they come very fast. So I don't think it's anything you can really yeah. even see because uh, I think, uh, and they're, they're basically big rods of tungsten tungsten rods. Yes. Um, that, yeah, they're tungsten rods that when, uh, released from a satellite gain a lot of momentum coming through the atmosphere, they don't burn up because of the qualities of tungsten and it's able to, uh, you know, uh, create a kinetic explosion and i think the idea is that the uh the projectile itself made of tungsten uh is incinerated in the uh collision and leaving thus leaves no trace of the rod of god right. and so you know this is always a an, an option as well although the directed energy weapon also makes a lot of sense but of course you know it doesn't need to be either of those things there's also tactical nuke uh options but as well as you know one thing that we didn't quite make a big point on last episode when we talked about it was this all this ammonium nitrate was uh, confiscated from a Russian owned uh, right. uh, tanker or not tanker, but um, uh, vessel that was, you know, through some weird bureaucratic reasons abandoned uh, and the, you know, highly explosive potential uh, cargo was stored for six or seven years. So it's almost just been a time bomb sitting there yeah. uh, just waiting for something to set it off. Well, so if you want to hear more of our breakdown of the, uh, the Beirut explosion, you can check out the last episode. Right. And the ammonium nitrate needs something else to ignite. So it wasn't, and people yeah, say it needs it's just fireworks, it's, but mm, maybe it's not flammable on its own. Yeah. You have to mix it with some sort of fuel and anything as simple as, you know, sugar or gas or something but it you know ammonium nitrate without any mixture it, it does not have you know that type of explosive capability yeah. um so well the other uh uh the other thing to mention was um and we didn't really i don't think we mentioned it in the last episode but netanyahu i think a week ago or a week before the the explosion was talking about uh, Hezbollah and he had this he had this map that he was showing you know he has these diagrams and it was like it you was know, I believe that was actually a couple of years was it a couple ago years ago I thought it was like a week before that. yeah okay so maybe maybe it was you a, know, I, I think it was a couple of years yeah, either way yeah. it was a, it was the same port it was like the exact same port where all that took place so mm -hmm. just something to keep in mind you know yeah. that's interesting so, you said a couple of years because I heard a day before I heard a week before so, uh, yeah, a week before there was some talk about how uh, Hezbollah had some uh, agents or some operatives in uh, in Beirut and Netanyahu referred to that. But the map situation that was from 2018. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. But either way, still funky. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. We're going to keep the missile thing is is does not seem to be real. No, though. not the footage so anyway. Just, uh, that's uh, being shared, yeah. but I have that Patreon post. It's available for anybody. Uh, it's a public post, so you don't have to be a patron mm -hmm. of the face like the sun channel to, to read it. So check it out. And uh, I think we're ready to move on from that into Sounds good. some Chinese news, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Welcome to Chinese news. And uh, this is a couple stories, in speaking of Russia here, 
this is a couple stories that I wanted to compare and contrast next to each other uh, just to show what we're being told is just so ridiculous. This is CNN.com, mind you. Intelligence communities, oh, pop up. Intelligence communities top election official, China and Iran don't want Trump to win re-election. Russia working against Biden. It's the headline there. I'll read a couple paragraphs here. The U.S. intelligence community's top election security official said in a statement Friday that China prefers an outcome uh, where President Donald Trump is not reelected in November and Russia is working to denigrate former Vice President Joe Biden's White House bid. Uh, back to the Russia thing. Quote, we assess that China prefers that President Trump, whom Beijing sees as unpredictable, does not win re-election, said William R. Ivanina, director of the National Counterintelligence and Security Center, in a statement updating that election threat landscape heading into the November elections. Quote, China has been expanding its influence efforts ahead of November 2020 and sh- uh, to shape the policy environment in the United States. Whoa. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, pr- pressure political figures it views as opposed to China's interest and deflect the counter-criticisms of China. We assess that Russia is using a range of measures to primarily denigrate former Vice President Biden and what it sees as an anti-Russia establishment. This is consistent with Moscow's public criticism of him when he was Vice President for his role in the Obama administration's policies on Ukraine and his support for the anti-Putin opposition inside Russia. And it kind of goes on here, but first off, okay. Is this not blatantly admitting that China is messing with American politics? Number one seems to be pretty straightforward. And number two, okay. The, the whole Russia thing, you know, the Russia gate, Russia, 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 all that whole deal. There's another story that came out here. Remember, follow the money, right? Follow the money. This is asia.nikkei.com. This is a Japanese news outlet. And it was published uh, yesterday. China and Russia ditch dollar and move toward financial alliance. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of money. Financial alliance. Russia and China are partnering to reduce their dependence on the dollar, a development some experts say could lead to a financial alliance between them. In the first quarter of 2020, the dollar's share of trade between Russia and China fell below 50% for the first time on record, according to recent data from uh, Russia's Central Bank and Federal Customs Service. The greenback was used for only 46% of settlements between the two countries. At the same time, the euro made up an all-time high of 30%, while their national currencies accounted for 24%, also a new high. Russia and China have drastically cut their use of the dollar in bilateral trade over the last several years. As late as 2015, approximately 90% of bilateral transactions were conducted in dollars. And blah, 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 it goes on here. Um, But, uh, okay, so... Let me get this straight. China and Russia are working together to get rid of the dollar as, you know, the world reserve currency. They're just moving on to their own thing. And at the same time, CNN's telling us that China uh, is against Biden, who is or against Trump. I mean, China's against Trump, 
who is uh, controlled by Russia. Does it just seem like there's proxy happening all over the place here? And America is kind of oh, stuck yeah, in the that's... middle of this, this situation where it's just like a big coup from all the different countries, all the different communistic countries getting together and making it look like they're on either side of a political divide in, in the United States. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's it's the issue of the theat the theatrics of it right. again, you know, and that's part of the problem when you're trying to keep an eye on these geopolitical issues is a lot of times, especially, you know, you got to do some reading between the lines to actually get the real information because, you know, countries and other ge geopolitical powers will they will uh, obviously there's propaganda and there's positioning, but then there's, you know, weird little alliances and actions being taken, like, for instance, to cutting out the dollar uh, that seem to go against what they're saying publicly, but then show that, you know, there's a, a more complex uh, situation going on just beneath the surface. And I think that's what we're seeing here. Yeah. So I just wanted to compare and contrast those two articles because. Clearly, there's a conflict of <laughs> uh, information when it comes to that. And uh, I would tend to follow the money more so than follow CNN. I don't know about you, Basil. Maybe you're a closet CNN junkie. Yep. I <laughs> well, I am kind of a CNN oh, junkie, no. but not for the reasons you're implying. Okay. <laughs> All right. I love it. I think CNN is, is – in the way that they present information tells more truth and uh, I might say different truth than what they're trying to express, but they're just so blatant in the way that they do it that you can you can get a lot of truth out of CNN. It's just uh, not exactly what they want you to so get. CNN is the greatest psyop because they they have been the uh, strong arm of fake news, right? So uh, they uh -huh. want everybody to not believe them. You know, it's, it's this uh, reverse psychology happening. Um, <laughs> well, that's certainly an interesting way to <laughs> no, put it. I, I don't think that's what's going on. But anyway, uh, we, got, we got a couple clips of uh, interesting things that Donald Trump has said. And uh, yeah. we'll start yeah. with this first one because it's a little more fun and then it gets a little more serious. This first one, uh, you know, I never thought I would ever quote the DNC war room. But uh, this is worth uh, this is worth clipping because um, it's a pretty good flub here. This is Donald Trump trying to pronounce Yosemite. When their eyes widen in amazement as old faithful bursts into the sky, when they gaze upon Yosemites, Yosemites towering sequoias. <laughs> Yosemites. <laughs> Yosemites. Yosemites. What up? Yeah, you know, I'm always hesitant. I'm always hesitant to uh, mock somebody for uh, pronouncing a word strangely because it just means that they've read it instead I read, of heard and he's it. Clearly you know? reading. And I think it's always good. It's always good for people to read. Uh, <laughs> so that's cool. But yeah, yo Semites, that's uh, is a nice little. It's, it's a pretty funny one. I I, I don't hold him against it. Yeah. He's just reading, you know, off his little notes there, but. Uh, and sure. I think he knew it was wrong because he repeated it. You know, he's like, yo, yeah, he's like, that, that doesn't, doesn't sound, sound right. right. Yo, let's, Semites. Let's, uh, I, I like, know. just keep going. <laughs> he just takes a running, he takes a running start at it, trips, and then goes back and just charges right <laughs> in again and trips <laughs> right again. So that's always fun. Yeah. I'm sure there's uh, some, you know, 
14D chess going on with that one too. Oh, of course. It's all part of the plan. All part of the plan. Got to trust the plan. Okay, so this is the the other clip that's been going around of uh, President Trump making some very uh, interesting comments here. This clip happens to be 33 seconds long. Ding, ding. Uh, but here we go. It's The audio's not great, but I think you'll get the gist of it here. It has to be a good product, but the middleman. Well, the rebate that I'm doing cuts out the middleman and it reduces costs and the money goes back to the people purchasing the drugs. So I have a lot of enemies out there. This may be the last time you'll see me for a while. A lot of very, very rich enemies, but they are not happy with what I'm doing. But I figure we have one chance to do it and no other president's going to do what I do. No other president would do a favored nations, a rebate, a buy from other nations at much less cost. Nobody. And he's talking about the, uh, the, uh, what is it? The medical, um, pharmaceutical, yeah, the, uh, the, f- Yes, the pharmaceutical industry with all of its middlemen, you know, he came out with a pretty intense plan to cut out the middlemen and help right some wrongs in the pharmaceutical industry and the medical insurance and just the the healthcare industry in America. And we said it when he came out and did it. He's going to make a lot of enemies with this. Obviously, Big Pharma being one of the most powerful groups uh, in the world. I, I mean, so much more so the u.s but also the world um and you know disrupting that industry is going to make a lot of very rich people very mad and he says that here and i think people are starting to understand it but uh, he also has that very ominous comment about you may not see me for a while yeah because he needs to hide from the the big pharma assassins or something yeah i mean I, you know i'm i've been hearing from a lot of the the hardcore trumpites and some of the QAnon folks uh suggesting that there's there have already been like 50 something uh, assassination attempts on trump but you know they've all been unsuccessful apparently I don't know. I don't have any of the evidence. It wouldn't surprise me either. I'm sure every president has had some number of assassination attempts. Uh, But um, but it is strange to say it to just be on stage and say, "Ah, you won't see me for a while. I might, you know, go in my bunker or whatever. It's just a weird thing to say. And of course, you know, maybe he's just priming everybody for him to go hide in his basement like Biden is. Maybe. Are we going to have a uh, have you seen what? Have you seen that new uh, Biden's new very popular nickname, Hayden Biden? <laughs> no, I haven't. It's pretty funny. But this is another reason yeah. why I think they're going to replace Biden at some point, and they're going to they might they might they might take him out. You know, they might bring the yeah. not just take him out, but do it in a way where the 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 Democratic side gets a lot of sympathy votes. You know, you never know. I'm just kind of thinking. You're talking about Biden. I'm talking about Biden. Yeah. But yeah, well, like I said, there's there's certainly time for that. Uh, but given Trump is, uh, you know, this is election year. We're what two and a half months away, three months away from the election. Uh, I'm sure things are going to get pretty wild here. Uh, things are supposed to get crazy anyway. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty crazy last time. But uh, I, I feel like this was uh, kind of a heads up, maybe that things are going to get pretty wild. So. Yeah, just something we'll to keep an eye see. on. And uh, if that wasn't enough, and you know, if he <laughs> he's uh, he's poking at China again. Welcome to Chinese show. 
Yeah, so, you know, there's been a lot going on with the whole TikTok debacle, but uh, let me bring this to you from Ars Technica. The headline is Trump declares TikTok and WeChat national emergency preps bans. So this is pretty, this is interesting. We have not really seen this happen uh, since this technical technological age. Uh, you know, Trump did uh, pull this type of thing with Huawei, yeah. which was uh, a very controversial thing to do but since then so many countries have joined on with this huawei ban um and if you missed that story huawei was shown to be uh you know an, a, a technological industry operative of the ccp the chinese communist party and was using it to spy on everybody all over the world not just in the sort of like "ooh, we get your data type of way but the like actual geopolitical spying going on right. uh, with, you know, uh, political operatives having Huawei phones. But uh, back to the TikTok and WhatsApp situation. The article reads, the White House's campaign against the China-based developers of popular apps escalated dramatically in the last day as President Donald Trump declared both TikTok and WeChat to be national emergencies. And said the administration will ban or curtail their operations in September. So we actually have a date on this now. Trump, late Thursday, signed a pair of very similar executive orders addressing the threat allegedly posed by TikTok and WeChat. Quote, the spread in the United States of mobile application applications developed and owned by companies in the People's Republic of China continues to threaten the national security, foreign policy and econ economy of the United States. Both orders read, quote, the United States must take aggressive action against the owners of the apps to protect our national security. Why? The White House explained in its national security uh, concerns about the apps and their parent firms in a pair of highly similar letters to congressional leaders. TikTok, quote, automatically captures vast swaths of information from its users. The TikTok letter reads, continuing... This data collection threatens to allow the Chinese Communist Party access to Americans' personal data and proprietary information, potentially allowing China to track the locations of federal employees and contractors, build dossiers of personal information for blackmail, and conduct corporate espionage. TikTok also reportedly censors content that the Chinese Communist Party deems politically sensitive, such as content concerning protests in Hong Kong and China's treatment of Uyghurs and other Muslim minorities. TikTok also may also be used for disinformation campaigns that benefit the Chinese Communist Party. WeChat does all that too, the other letter alleges, and it also captures the personal and proprietary information of Chinese nationals visiting the United States, thereby allowing the Chinese Communist Party to a mechanism for keeping tabs on Chinese citizens who may be enjoying the benefits of a free society for the first time in their lives. The political rhetoric in the orders makes it clear that in addition to concern about Americans' user data potentially being sent to and digested by a foreign government, the orders are also part of the ever-escalating trade tensions between the Trump administration and China that has led to bans on equipment from Huawei and ZTE and increased tariffs on important goods and other, uh, among other actions. 
The exact parameters of the orders are vague and unspecific, but neither explicitly bans the use of WeChat or TikTok in the U.S., nor do the orders technically prohibit the developers' respective parent companies, Tencent and ByteDance. Uh, gamers out there, out there will recognize Tencent as the, uh, the mobile app uh, developer for uh, P- uh, PUBG a very popular battle royale game uh, on mobile. Uh, So, you know, this Tencent company is involved in a lot of different things. Anyways, moving on. Uh, They will prohibit developers' respective parent companies Tencent and ByteDance from operating in the United States. What the orders do ban, however, are transactions related to ByteDance or WeChat, but not apparently the rest of Tencent. Those transactions are not clearly identified in either order, which instead say the Secretary of Commerce uh, has 45 days to identify the transactions subject to the order. The order does not appear to conflict with Microsoft's plans to acquire TikTok. And that's something we'll get into in a second. Provided that the companies do indeed manage to get through talks and pull off a deal by September 15th. However, the orders could theoretically prohibit distribution of the apps by Apple App Store or Google Play, which would effectively keep them out of the hands and off the phones of new users in the United States. TikTok, like other social networks, makes money through both in-app purchases and selling advertising. It is possible that either or both of those revenue streams could be cut off by the order as selling anything to users or doing businesses, oh, sorry, or to businesses could be considered a kind of transaction. WeChat is not widely used inside the United States. In China, however, it's basically the everything app where an American mobile user might queue up an Uber, Amazon, Grubhub, Facebook, Messenger, Venmo, Apple, or Google Play. Google Pay, rather, to run through an hour's worth of chat and errands, a mobile user in China would do basically all of that and more through WeChat. All of those functions help generate revenue for WeChat, but it's not clear which would or would not be considered transactions for the administration's purposes. So that they mentioned there was Microsoft's plan to acquire TikTok. And this has been discussed uh, in connection with the Trump administration's, um, you know, uh, fight against TikTok and other Chinese uh, apps that, uh, you know, if Microsoft was trying to purchase the American business side of TikTok uh, to sort of bring the app uh, to the homeland, (laughs) to put it one way. Um, And, you know, a threatened ban and all this attention, negative attention coming from the government, I'm sure that's going to help Microsoft get a better price on the deal. Yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily his plan, but, you know, Trump is a businessman, so there might be some behind-the-scenes conversations going between Microsoft and the Trump administration. Yeah, and the uh, article goes on to talk about this clean network purge, and um, that's another interesting thing here because you know, part of the problem is that a lot of the technology that was outsourced is built in China, and so they have the ability mm-hmm. to sort of put things, spyware or spying uh, capabilities uh, from the right. from the bottom of the stack, so to speak. So. Um, you know, that part of that and, and having some of that type of infrastructure come back to the U.S., 
that's probably a good thing uh, in in one sense. But you know, it's weird because we have this. Um, uh, the United States itself is guilty of using the surveillance apparatus against its people. So, you know, right. it's it's kind of it's weird how well, it's and that's. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a big part of it is, uh, you know, a big part of the conversation, especially from kids on TikTok who don't want TikTok to go away is, is, you know, Facebook already takes all my information, right. uh, this app and that app. They already have all our information. Why would I care about TikTok uh, having my information? And, you know, forget about you as an individual caring if China has your information, but what we have here is a competition between the United States government and the CCP. The United States government wants to be the one, the one in control of receiving all your information. You know, it doesn't it's not of as much value to the American government uh, and, you know, commercial interests of such uh, that another country would have all your information as well. And so what we're also watching happen is an economic battle between China and America. And you can compare this to the oil wars that we've been going through for a hundred years um, yeah. because uh, data, big data has been called the new oil, right. you know, uh, you know, part and parcel data is more valuable than, you know, crude oil. So when you think about America and all of the shady things it does and all of the big moves and all the, the, the geopolitical tides that move in and out and have been doing so for a hundred years to protect American interests in oil. Now you're fighting the same battle uh, with the new oil, which is data. And so, you know, on one hand, you as an individual might ne not necessarily be at risk if a Chinese company has your information, not to say that you're not at risk, but let's just take a step back. You might not personally be affected by your the Chinese government having your information, but why would America give up uh, uh, you know, American oil being data, you know, new, um, uh, an American commodity. Why would they allow a foreign government to collect an American commodity? This is simply the American government, you know, trying to secure a commodity on behalf of the American people because uh, it wants the economic, it wants the sole benefit from the economic uh, ramifications of this big data being sent overseas. So that's kind of the, the macro level level of what we're looking at um you know it's one thing to try to convince a kid to you know get rid of tiktok to not send their information to china eh, might not be the biggest deal in the world but on a geopolitical scale you have powerful countries fighting over a commodity uh, that will inevitably you know you want to keep on your shores you don't want to be sending it overseas just like oil so that's kind of the big zoomed out picture of what's going on you know what's really interesting is i've just pulled up this state.gov uh announcing the expansion of the clean network to safeguard america's assets and this was published on august 5th 2020 and it mentions clean carrier clean store clean apps clean cloud clean cable those are the different bullet points 
And I thought it was very interesting because at the very end, you know, I look at Bible prophecy as a sort of an end game to all of this, but I, I thought it was strange here. The United States calls for our allies and partners in government and industry around the world to join the growing tide to secure our data. Excuse me. I got the burps. Uh, from the CCP's surveillance state and other malign entities. Building a clean fortress around our citizens' data will ensure all of our nations' security. I find it weird mm. that he would mention the word, or they would mention the word fortress as, as huh. this idea, because, you know, I've talked about this in several videos on the, on the Face Like This on YouTube channel. Daniel 11, I think it's 38 and 39, somewhere around there. Let me get to it here. Uh, let's see the king who exalts himself talking about the man of sin and in their place, he will honor a God of fortresses, a God, his fathers did not know, which is interesting because it talks about, it's not a God that, you know, the, the former pagan gods, but it's a God of fortresses. Uh, I think King James has it forces, but, uh, uh, and then it says in verse 39, he will attack the strongest fortresses with the help of a foreign god and will greatly honor those who acknowledge him making them rulers over many and distributing the land for a price and you know for yeah a couple hundred a few hundred years this passage with fortresses it was like you know people thinking it's a giant fort you know like a literal castle type of situation but in our modern era it when at least for our generation with data being this so important thing <laughs> I find it very mm -hmm. intriguing that uh, the God of forces or fortresses is mentioned and how they would relate it to uh, in this document, the clean, uh, what is it? The clean network project and talking yeah, about creating a right. clean fortress uh, surrounding data. And, and again, I've made the connection before, but just another data point, so to speak to uh, support such theories, I guess. But I don't know. Just something to point out. Something I noticed. Yeah. No, it is very interesting. And this whole thing will continue. Um, but, uh, you know, I think the basic concept is this is just another geopolitical war yeah. of commodity mm -hmm. more than, you know, anything else. Um, and that's a that's an easy way to explain it to people who just insist on saying how little they care if China has their right. information. Right. You know, it's just a continuing on this this route of giving up our most precious commodity, our data, uh, for almost nothing in return. Yes. And so, uh, um, we got one quick, one more quick thing uh, that I wanted to mention before we go into break because we're running low on time because we wasted so much time getting this episode going. Um, and this is from the New York daily news.com. And if the article loads here, uh, wow, the headline completely changed from when I was looking at it earlier. Classic, 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 classic. situation here. Uh, the, the headline now is I'm sure de Blasio's AC is working. Angry middle village <laughs> residents without power for second time in four days. And uh, it says here, two sounds echoed through the streets of Middle Village when the power went out for a second time in four days, the groaning of generators and the moaning of those without one. Angry Queens residents asked plenty of pointed questions about reviewed 
what received few and oh well hold on angry queen's residents asked plenty of pointed questions but received few answers friday after a 5:30 a.m. explosion and blackout left 5000 uh, customers without electricity barely 24 hours after power returned to the wake of tropical storm isaias or isaias Food was again cooled in ice-filled bathtubs. Kids charged their uh, phones and cars, and calls to Con Ed uh, only led to more aggravation. Quote, I'm sure de Blasio's AC in his apartment is working, said an irate Brian Coulter. It's terrible. Con Ed will not answer the phones. We're on the back burner. Neighbor Joseph Giandolfo, a heart transplant recipient, struggled to breathe after the air conditioning went out early Friday morning. Guess what? He said, I need air conditioning. The other day I slept in the backyard. When the sun went to the back, I went out to the front. The electricity disappeared before the sun rose Friday over a massive swath of Manhattan uh, and parts of Queens with power knocked out to more than 180,000 people and subway services disrupted across the Upper East Side, Upper West Side, and Harlem. Queens, with 26,717 residents still in, the, still in the dark, still has twice as many outages as any other borough. Uh, and it goes on here and talks about the outage. And uh, have you seen the video footage of the outage from people, just social media posting? I have not. It's pretty eerie. You know, it's a whole place going down, um, um, just complete darkness all around. This is... Uh, one here uh, from a tweet, 4.22 a.m. All right, yes, complete darkness. But uh, you, the footage shows, you know, this person doing a kind of a scan. And param, param, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Para, paramedics? No, not paramedics. Um, uh, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> panning, panning across the, her neighborhood there, and it's all dark. Uh, there are other footage of... Um, just the entire sort of city in, in darkness. And, you know, right. I, this would just be a normal, hey, there's a blackout. If it wasn't for a very interesting factoid. Now, this mentioned, this article mentioned Con Ed, which is the energy company. And I went to Con Ed here and it shows all the outage locations. Outagemap.cond. <laughs> it's Con Ed. It's, it sounds like cond.com. And it's a Con Edison. And, uh, uh, if I, if this would load here, I forgot that we I had to reboot my computer here. So hopefully all this is still in the same spot. Uh, but it shows basically the outage area in New York, in, uh, Brooklyn, in, in Queens and in, in upper Manhattan there. And there's an area that is very close to another area with a very peculiar person. You know, that lady Ghislaine, is that how you say her name? What was the way you mm -hmm. say it? Maxwell Gislaine. Yeah. Her little prison uh, that she's staying at recently in Brooklyn, if I can mm -hmm. zoom in properly here, is literally right where all the outages are taking place. So oh, very interesting that we are having these outages in a very close proximity to where Gislaine is staying. And that's not the only weird thing because Last year, there was a big outage in, uh, in New York. I think it was July 13th, according to my notes here. Where there was a big New York blackout. And it wasn't 10 days later, July 23rd, 
where Epstein was found with his first suicide attempt. And then it wasn't until August mm-hmm. 9th and 10th, which is coming up here. Uh, we're coming up on a year of, uh, of uh, uh, the whole situation there with um, Epstein didn't kill himself. But, uh, oh, here it is. Epstein didn't kill himself. We're coming up on a year anniversary, and I just think it's weird that the pattern here of a blackout, then all this talk about uh, Epstein trying to kill himself, and then eventually, allegedly, committing suicide. And this same story here of uh, the, the same areas, uh, or the same area that Ghislaine is staying, almost exact location. I think there's an outage literally right on that spot there, um, where yeah. this Manhattan detention center is in Brooklyn. There is an outage. So I wonder what's going down there. I'm, I'm sure no one's going to report on it right now because everyone's just worried about electricity or having power. But uh, convenient to get her out or get a body double or something, right? Yeah, no, it's it's very suspicious. And it's, uh, yeah, this following a similar pattern to the Epstein issue. And I got to say, I'm I'm very surprised that she's made it this long. Uh, but, you know, there's there's still time. She's not even set to be tried until next year. So there's a lot of a lot of time for things to go wrong. And yeah, if if someone out there perchance was a conspiratorial minded person, you know, it would be convenient for the power to go out uh, again right where she's being held you know it takes a couple minutes for the prison to turn on the backup generators and that's uh you know a a few minutes where either a a body double can be snuck in without any risk of cameras seeing or uh you know etc etc not saying so i'm saying if some crazy person out there was had a conspiratorial bent to their thinking. That might be a possibility. We're having a lot of problems with the stream today. I know. And also, you know what's happening on my side as well is my computer keeps locking up. Yeah, mine was locking my computer up a lot keeps too lo- earlier. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, which is really weird, which doesn't really happen for me very often. And, uh, you know, my, my recording software keeps uh, suspiciously... Uh, omitting a waveform from the file that it's recording. So I'm going to pray that it's still re- doing its job, but a lot of really funky computer bugs going on today. Maybe with all the news. And of course the live, I was going to say, I think there's a of delay. Course the live streams keep dropping. <laughs> yeah. The live stream keeps dropping. Maybe with the delay, the, the chiners are starting to press the buttons, you know, they're like, Oh, we must, yeah. we must start messing with the thing now. So, you know, press the, press the, the disrupt button or something. I don't know. Yep. Just, just the, it's just a button that says annoy, <laughs> annoy them. Basil and gone. <laughs> don't necessarily, you don't want to make them martyrs by completely uh, destroying their capability, but you just want to make it hard enough where they question everything. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right. Um, well, we're pretty much out of time, but we can quickly thank some people. Oh, wow. We are out yeah. of time. This is crazy. Wow. Today was a crazy yeah. day. Sorry about that, everybody. I know, it's such a this bad. is some serious issues. But, you know, I think that's okay. I think that was an okay thing. Um, yeah, dang. We got to push out this George Floyd thing again, which that's okay. I mean, that's an ongoing thing. Um, so I'm okay with that. There is one. Hmm. Let's take a quick break. 
Or do you want to just go out? What do you think? What do you feel in your heart, Guns? I, I, I have feel we done bad. It? Have we have we persevered enough? What's the deal? I feel bad not thanking people though, but we can add them. No, we do need to thank people. Let's uh, let's take a quick break, and uh, I've got a really quick story that I think is really important after the break. Okay, um, and then we'll go All out. Right, here we go. It's break. Okay, people, thank you. We're just going to take a quick break, so don't go anywhere. After the break, uh, we've got a very important uh, WACCHEEN update, and for all you patriots out there, you're not going to want to miss it. Uh, so, but we're just going to take this quick break, probably quicker than usual, but we want to thank the producers of the show, and we want to thank our Twitch followers. Um, Gons, are you ready? Yes. Yes, I got, okay. I got my dinner ready. We like to thank our Twitch followers because uh, f- watching on Twitch uh, is the best way to benefit Gons and I uh, when it comes to these live streams. Um, we get almost no benefit from <laughs> from YouTube uh, besides the uh, making it available for people on YouTube. That's, that's benefit enough to keep doing it. But if you watch us on Twitch, it helps us out a lot. So we're going to thank some people. Here we go. We've got Quandary1. Thank you, Quandary One. We got Winter Guard. Thank you, Winter Guard. We've got Jesus, Jesus, Yeshua, Yahushua. Right. Wow, a lot of things there. We got Monchichi. We got AM twelve eighty four nine. A radio station. <laughs> it sounds like it. We've got Lynette SR. Lynette's R. Thank you. We got Mary Dom. We got Calming Psychosis. Ooh. You know, we have Dame Island Girl must have followed us again, but she's on the list here. So thank you, Dame Island Girl. Ooh, Dame. Yes, she's Our one and uh, only. the first Dame. Yeah. Yes. Uh-oh. Wow, now the VR is going out of control. We got Pray With Fire. We got Flawless. Flawless. <laughs> Was that a P or a T or what? P-T-H-A-L-O-S. Oh, wow. Follows. Thank you. Stouffer, 1987. We got another fighter entering the ring as uh, Basil's cat mom. Oh, Here we go. <laughs> the drama continues. We've got Walking Liberty. We've got Catheter. Oh, gosh. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Okay, I read that wrong. So it's spelled key key C A T H eight the number eight R. Oh, okay. So I was it's reading cat-hater. it as cath cath catheter. Oh my gosh, like a catheter. Oh, no. <laughs> but it's not. I, I think it's supposed to be cat hater. <laughs> I like catheter. That was a though. oh thanks catheter. That was just oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're they're trying to uh, trigger me by hating cats, but instead I read it as catheter. <laughs> Didn't even work. So that's your name now. Sorry. Yeah, Wally Boy Eleven, Skycaster Fifteen, J Therese, T Money Five Eight Seven, Flipper of the Sea, Ooh. and lastly we got Sarah. Kara, Sarah Kara S. All right. 
Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for all our new Twitch followers. We appreciate that very, very much. You guys are the best. And next, we want to thank uh, some new producers of the show. Now, just for a quick explanation, folks, we do not uh, make a habit of gaining your trust and your attention, turning you into a commodity, turning around and selling your attention to an advertising company or a corporation for our own personal gain. We just don't think that's the right way to go. We believe that's uh, one of the main problems with the world today, causing all sorts of issues with fake news and the media. It's all centered around advertising. And uh, so we decided, hey, you know what a great way to keep our integrity and not rely, uh, you know, not have to worry about not being brand safe? Well, you just don't sell advertising. So that's what we do. Instead, we give the opportunity to our listeners to not just be listeners, but to be producers of the show because it's the real world. If you help pay for a uh, for a piece of media to be created, you are not just a generous donor. You are a producer of the show. And it's time to thank some producers, Guns. Are you ready? ready. You got your donger ready? <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to go right off of the Patreon list because it looks like we had some some people come in today. Oh, we did. So thank you very much, everybody. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to start out here with a big old thank you to Amy. Thank you, Amy, for becoming a producer. Now, for those who don't know, I'm reading from uh, patreon.com slash ccnt. That's patreon.com slash ccnt. It's the easiest way to become a producer of the show, and that's who we're thanking now. So thank you, producer Amy. Then we have a new <laughs> producer, Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer and thank Amy. Thank you very much, Jennifer and Amy. And we got a new producer, John. Hi. Oh, bunch coming in. I'm... I know. They all came in at the last minute here. It's very, very nice. Thank you. Uh, so we got, uh, who did I say? I said John. Then we have, um, doop, doop, doop. That's a deletion. Uh, next one, Jeffrey. Right, Thank thanks, you very Jeffrey. much, Jeffrey. Th thanks to our new producers at Canary Cry, uh, uh, patreon.com slash CCNT, Amy, Jennifer, John, and Jeffrey. All right. AJs. A lot of AJs there. Um, next, I'm going to head over to patreon.com slash Canary Cry Radio, which is an alternate Patreon account if you uh, would rather support us there. And we have one new patron. Well, I can't remember if we read this person last time, but Clarence. You get a you get a double shout out, Clarence. If we didn't, uh, I don't think we did do that last time. Okay, great. Now here's the thing, folks. A lot of people are they don't like Patreon. There's there's plenty of reasons not to like Patreon. They've they've been nice to us, but that's okay. If you're not a fan of Patreon, that is okay. Don't worry. Head over to CanaryCryRadio.com/support. Canary Cry Radio. Dot com slash support. That's right. CanaryCryRadio.com slash support is a great place to become a producer of the show. We've got PayPal options. Uh, you can do recurring monthly or if commitment is not your thing, you can uh, make a donation in one well, in one amount, in any amount that you would like. One time donation in any amount. Uh, as well as some cryptocurrency options. Gons, who has come in on PayPal since the last episode? We have a couple people. The P's came in. We have producer Patrick. 
Patrick. Thank you very much, Patrick. And we do have producer Paul as well. Paul, producer Patrick, producer Paul. Thank you guys so much. Yes. And um, is that it? We uh, we have some jingle. Another way to support the show and producership is sending us jingles or sending us art. And today we yes. have a uh, we have our art jingle, if that makes sense. And this was sent in by yeah. Mark. And he uh, cleverly took a clip from Dr. Zoidberg in Futurama and made it into a, a jingle that we might use uh, for our artists. One art, please. <laughs> so we, we ask all <laughs> artists out there, one art, please. Or in the case of uh, <laughs> Allie, I think maybe like 50 arts. Yeah, uh, yeah there's at least one. At least one, yes. And... Um, just wanted to show the artwork real quick that we got in for this episode. The first one was from Clayton. Uh, Clayton sent in mm-hmm. a painting. It looks like, uh, I think he was prompted to send it because the artwork of the last episode uh, was a giant explosion in sort of a city uh, a setting. Uh, very much uh, mm-hmm. similar to, or I guess it was, you know, what I was trying to do with the art was trying to, uh, show in a way the uh, situation there in Beirut, but uh, he painted this back in 2012. So very much, uh, you know, maybe prophetic in a sense, mm. but uh, so thank you, Clayton. Uh, we, we like to have uh, you know, show specific art, but in this case, uh, I think he was compelled to share it. Uh, and it's just a, a painting of a city uh, background with an explosion and a large plume. And so there you Ooh. go. Yeah. Very well Ooh, done. Very dramatic. It's a very striking and dramatic piece. Yes. Very good job. Thank you very much. Yes. And uh, we also uh, have a second piece of art from uh, Patrick is a monkey's wife. I always question. I'm not sure if Patrick is a monkey is the name of the wife's handle or if that's Patrick's thing and it's his wife. Anyway, we have uh, another hand drawing. Thinking too much. Guys. I know. Hand drawing. It's a bird. <laughs> And then a bird on top of a cage saying it's a plane, but really it's a, it's, it's their (laughs) version of the Canary cry news talk logo, which triggers some people because it's a globe. And uh, in this case, it is a cage (laughs) that is open. Oh, it's the dome. It's the flat earth dome. It's the flat earthers. Yes. Oh, I get it. (laughs) Yes. And and I, I did read uh, very good. Somebody in the comments very early on said that it's the uh, true earthers, not the flat earthers. It's true earthers. Oh yes. Yes. Very good. It's got a cat. Yes. yes. Wake up. I know. Uh, It's got a little kitty cat sleeping on the inside and the sun and the moon, both within the cage. Yes. So uh, thank you for that piece of art. The the dome theory. Very good. The last one, of course, we can't go an episode without artwork from Ali. Another hand-drawn horse. This is Marry Me Basil as a horse, because I can't draw humans. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she actually, she sent in, I mean, this, I, I will say this, Ali, you are one of the most prolific and appreciated artists we have on the show, but <laughs> there was an email that came in with three drawings of horses, and one was... <laughs> Basil as a horse, Gons as a horse, me 
marry me basil as a horse <laughs> so very talented very good horse drawings yeah we'll show the other horses definitely stretch stretching the limits of the uh the the confines of uh showing art on the show but very good thank you very much gazel and bonds in the chat uh always appreciate your art coming through yes um, and remember, you can check out this art. If you're listening to just the audio, you can go to canarycrynewstalk.com. Check out the show notes. Art will be there. And uh, it's been a while since I've done a big art post on Facebook, but I'm planning on doing it soon. So keep an eye out on the Facebook page. Uh, big art drop coming soon. Um, let's see here. Anything else before we get back into it? Just guys? a quick thank you to That Night Wind for uh, continuing ah, to yes. post the timestamps. Although this one might be not very good because I think the live stream or the video version is going to be awful with skips and pauses yes. and all kinds of horribleness. So, uh, yes. And before we wake up and get back into the show, I do want to mention we see all of your uh, your your chats. We know the streams are glitchy. We know things are bad. We don't know what's going on. We're having computer problems on both sides and internet problems on Gonza's side. And it seems like something is going on within our stream uh, software, the product that we use. So we are completely out of control of what's going on. We are just having to push through. Um, so we understand the stream is bad. We will do our best to fix it for next time. Um, but I, this is a great opportunity. If you haven't done it yet, you need to do this because this is an example of how bad things can get, whether this is uh, sabotage or simply uh, some tech problems you you must go use uh, a podcast app uh, in whatever fashion you like that whether it's apple podcast spotify stitcher Amazon Music, Google Play, whatever it is, uh, subscribe to the Canary Cry News Talk RSS feed. Use a podcast app. Subscribe to the podcast. Because uh, like I said earlier in the show, podcasting is the media of the people. Um, we we broadcast on all sorts of other platforms just because that's kind of what you do. You got to do it. But if all that stops working, if we never stream again, if the if we are sabotaged to the grave, uh, you can always catch. We will still be doing episodes and you can catch it on the podcast feed. Uh, I highly it is a must that you subscribe to the podcast in its podcasty form. Um, the audio is significantly better and uh, there are less technical issues to get between you and the show. You and the truth. So make sure you do that. Uh, if this episode is not the a dire warning i don't know what else it's going to take so make sure to subscribe to the podcast and gons i think it's time to wake up yes it's wake up time hey y'all wake up wake up time wake up wake time. up all right folks we got one more thing one or two more things we got to go through here and then we're gonna go out um but this is coming from usa today gonzo and uh the article is titled defeat covid19 by requiring vaccination for all it's not an american comma it's patriotic what dun 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 that makes no I sense know. Hip I know. Hit me with that wax chin jingle. And before you go into this, Basil, uh, in the YouTube mm -hmm. chats, Africa's favorite witch doctor, you know, the, the Bill Gates <laughs> guy, yeah. he said, uh, people, yeah. 
Once you're vaccinated, the buffering will go away. Melinda has assured me of this, and <laughs> and he never lies. <laughs> oh man! Wow! Brutal! 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 Oh, very, very layered. Very <laughs> a lot of layers lot of to layers. that. Thank you so much. Africa's favorite witch doctor, Bill Gates. All right. The article reads to win the war against the novel coronavirus that has now killed over 158,000 people in this country. The only answer is compulsory vaccination for all of us. And while, you know, it's interesting because I, I, you know, I, I make no qualms about it. I've got a bunch of uh, normie friends and they span, they range from uh, liberal to libertarian to conservatives. Um, and many of them, if it's not really a, a right or left issue, it's a normie issue where they almost all of them will say they're not no but they're not going to force vaccinations no one's going to nobody wants that it's not about forced vaccinations we're all going to get vaccinated like we already do because we want to protect there's no forcing going on this is america and i just think that is so painful your words are painful stop it and here it is to win the war against the novel coronavirus that has now killed over 158,000 people in this country the only answer is compulsory vaccination for all of us and while the measures that will be necessary to defeat the coronavirus will seem draconian Even anti-American to some, we believe that there is no alternative. Simply put, getting vaccinated is going to be our patriotic duty. The reason... When an effective vaccine is available for COVID-19, it will only defeat the pandemic if it is widely used, creating herd immunity... It is important to note that during an epidemic, there is no threshold above which the protection conferred by herd immunity cannot be improved. Thus, the more people who are immunized, the lower risk for all of us, including those who are not vaccinated. Nor is there an alternative to vaccine-induced uh, herd immunity in a pandemic. Relying on enough people to be uh, people becoming infected and then immune is dangerous, as exemplified by the Swedish experience, where the COVID-19 mortality rate exceeds that of its more cautious neighbors. Broad induction of immunity in the population by immunization will only well, will be necessary to end this pandemic. In simple terms, a refusal to be vaccinated threatens the lives of others. So here's what America must do when a vaccine is ready. One, make vaccinations free and easily accessible. Two, exempt only those with medical contraindications, contraindications to immunization. It is likely that more than one vaccine platform will prove effective, as was the case for the polio vaccines. And as a result, medical conditions that prohibit all COVID-19 vaccines will be rare. One of them is being pregnant, ladies. Three, do not honor religious objections. The major religions do not officially oppose vaccinations. You hear that, Gans? Do not honor religious objections. Four, do not allow objections for personal preference, which violate the social contract. Oh, we cannot violate the social contract, Gans. 
Moving on. How can government and society assure compliance with protective vaccines? Vaccine refusers could lose tax credits or be denied non-essential government benefits. Health insurers could levy higher premiums for those who, by refusing immunization, place themselves and others at risk, as is the case for smokers. Private businesses could refuse to employ or serve unvaccinated individuals. Schools could refuse to allow unimmunized children to attend classes. Public and commercial transit companies, airlines, trains, and buses could exclude refusers. Public and private auditoriums could require evidence of immunization for entry. The only legal limitation on government or private action is that it not be discriminatory. And it's hard to see how discrimination would occur if vaccinations were free and accessible to all. How then should immunizations be documented? A registry of immunization will be needed with names entered after immunization is completed. Adequate immunization. Gosh, immunization. What? Immunization. Immunization. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Adequate immunization may require more than a single vaccination and the durability of protection by different vaccines may vary and may not be lifelong, requiring periodic booster immunizations. Thus, immunized persons will need to receive expiration date stamped certification cards, which could be issued to all who are immunized in the country, whether here legally or not. These measures may seem draconian, no kidding, <laughs> and would be costly, but ensuring universal vaccination is a negligible sacrifice compared with the costs, deaths, and social upheaval that the sustained pandemic is having in our country. We acknowledge that the refusal to obey rules one considers unjust is an American tradition. Oh, good. Well, that's good. But another cornerstone of the American tradition is that we come together when it's necessary. The best example of this was during the two world wars. Everyone contributed. No one was allowed to opt out merely because it conflicted with their sense of autonomy. That's not true. And draft dodgers who refused uh, to serve were subject to penalties. True, conscientious objectors could refuse to use weapons for religious reasons, but they were obligated to help out in other ways is serving in non-combatant roles there are no such alternatives for vaccinations so there you go guns the call is out it is patriotic to get your vaccination and if you don't you're not a real american it's the cornerstone of the american tradition is that we come together right now <laughs> and vaccinate come together yeah right now Vaccinate. vaccinate. Uh, the whole premise here, I was. It was interesting that they brought up Sweden because I was actually looking at some stuff from Sweden just a moment ago. Uh -huh. But um, I don't know where they're getting their info. But according to this Newsweek article, Sweden COVID nineteen death rate lower than Spain, Italy, and UK despite never having lockdown. And it goes into how the the death rate as of August second is uh, much lower. Mm -hmm. And um, there was one piece here, new COVID-19 cases in Sweden versus Europe in the past 14 days, according to the World Health Organization. As of August 2nd, Sweden down 46%. Everywhere else is up. Netherlands, Belgium, Spain, France, Germany, Finland, Denmark, Norway, UK. Everybody's up except 
Sweden, which is down 46%, according to the World Health Organization. So, so this is so this is fake news. It's, <laughs> so this is incorrect data and fake news then. Uh, sure. Lies. It's, this is propaganda and lies. Which which one are you talking about? Are you talking about this Newsweek article? Sweden. <laughs> or Sweden is fake news. No, I'm talking about US I'm talking about USA today. They're they're going against the the factual information from the WHO. Yep. Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. That's what you're saying, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. But it's no surprise. I mean, it's an opinion piece too. These are bad opinions. Maybe get your facts straight oh there, gosh. buddy. If you're gonna these facts that this aren't is the real. scariest one. Yeah, this it's just propaganda, fake news, incorrect data, and uh, you know if you don't get your vaccination, you're not an American, and no religious exe- uh, objections. Yeah, that's do not honor religious objections. This is a spooky article, but there you go. I mean, that's not doesn't come as a surprise to anybody. But again, it's all about what the messaging out there is. And you know, <laughs> um, and that is the messaging. You know, it's crazy too. It's written by three doctors. It took three doctors to give this opinion. They're in cahoots. It's the three. Uh, it's the three. <laughs> the evil spirits that look like frogs in the Book of Revelation. It's these three doctors right here yes. writing this article. <laughs> there you go all right guns well there you go we're a little over time i know you gotta go so we can wrap up the show now but i thought that was important yes um and everybody remember we will be back on monday which will be the what 11th 7th 8th 10th. 9th 10th yeah It'll be the 10th, Monday, the 10th. We'll be back with another show sometime between noon and 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Set your alarms, turn on notifications, follow the. Po- uh, ooh, I'm getting the, the end of show burps here. <laughs> are we going to follow the RSS feed? Are we going to do push ups to see who's in better physical fitness to be in the FBI? Are we doing that later? Uh, let's save it for the next show. OK, all right. Gives me time to start practicing. Yeah, there you go. Gons and I will be taking the FBI fitness test uh, on air. <laughs> oh, no, we won't. No, not but, on air. Uh, we'll be talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. Thank you so much. A big thank you to our artists, our musicians, and most of all, our producers. Thank you guys so much. We cannot do the show if it weren't for our producers. And if you want to help produce the show, we are always in need of new producers. You can do that at patreon.com slash cc. ENT or canarycrynewstalk.com slash support. Oh, sorry. Canarycryradio.com slash support. That's right. Make sure to support us because this is the real world. People who pay for this to be created, they are producers, not just generous people. Not only generous people, but also producers. And uh, as you know, we might be needing to do some hardware upgrades here. Um, As you've heard, Gonz's computer is causing more trouble than usual lately. And so we will be exploring those options. But uh, if you support that plan of action, Please head to canarycryradio.com slash support or patreon.com slash CCNT. Become a producer. Help us uh, make that a reality. We appreciate you guys so, so much. Um, You can also help support the show. You know, if financially is not an option for you, we totally understand. Um, But if you got a few bucks, financially is a great way to help produce the show. But if that's not an option, uh, you can support the show by creating art, creating jingles, creating songs, doing 
all sorts of stuff like that. You can send that all to canarycryradio at gmail.com. But if that's not an option for you, a great way to help out is to leave a rating and or and or a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the podcast. Um, no new reviews recently. So I, I would, I would appreciate reading some new reviews. It, uh, feels good when people do that. And, uh, it's a part of the podcasting process that we have no control over. Uh, ratings and reviews go into the algorithms that show the show to new people. Um, it's a great way to help spread the word, but If you've already done that, then make sure to share the show, mano y mano, uh, person to person. You got people waking up in your lives and they need to hear the show. Let them, let us, let them, I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) We'll help them. Uh, Send them an episode of the show. Uh, They're starting to wake up realizing that things are not as they seem. And we're here to make that an easier transition. So uh, send the episode to your friends, share it on Facebook. Let's get the word out there, folks. Um, We appreciate that very much. And if you need any more instructions, here's what you do. You walk right up to them, you grab them by the cage, and then you shake it. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. That's right. Just ask Noah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, we'll be back on Monday the 10th between noon and 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Keep an eye out for the notifications on the Facebooks and the everywhere else. Make sure to follow the Facebook page. Search Canary Cry Radio and join the Canary Cry community on Facebook and uh, go to canarycry.community. That's a real URL. It'll take you to our off Facebook, anti-Facebook social media where it's all Canarians just like you talking about the show, talking about their lives, sharing memes, praying for each other, getting business advice, all sorts of great stuff. It's a great little family. Head over to canarycry.community. It's very important. All right, folks, I think that's just about it for today. So thank you so much for listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Make sure to tune in next time. But until then, think outside the cage. I want to rattle a few cages. I want to rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. Oh, 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 I I'm it. the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati. In the future, humans will be confined in a people's zoo. People, I'll keep you safe and warm. 